Welcome to Reading the OT Leaves, an ITS Partners podcast all about operational technology. Let's get sipping on the topic of OT. Here are your hosts, Fritz Byam and Dean Stavro. Hi, I'm Fritz Byam. Welcome to the Reading the OT Leaves podcast. I'm kind of sad today because my long-term podcast partner, Josh Bernson, has moved on to doing some work with ServiceNow, so he's unavailable. The good news is I've got a new partner and his name is Dean Stavrow. Dean, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, thanks, Fritz. My name is Dean Stavrow and I'm a manufacturing solution architect here at ITS Partners. Um, I've been here for probably about five months, but I'm no stranger to the manufacturing industry, OT and uh, ServiceNow. So I'm happy to be here. Thanks, Fritz. Hey, awesome, Dean. and. Uh... Dean, Dean shares a, a similar passion to I do for, for all things manufacturing, really. Um, Dean, you're always really excited about some of the work you did with some big auto plants and that sort of thing. So could you at least give people a little bit of flavor for like the stuff you've actually done? Yeah, sure thing. So my, I'll remind you, Dean, you said, if I ever want to build the Fritz electric car, you know the whole process. Yes, sir. Whenever you're ready, you let me know. Um, <laughs> Well, my journey into this world has been uh, anything but straight, which is uh, which, which, which has been very, very fun for me. Uh, I started out my career uh, as an electrical engineer, um, working for small government subcontractors on the far west side of Ohio, in uh, out in Amherst, Ohio, um, about 45 to 50 minutes outside of Cleveland. Uh, I was there for a few years doing uh, designing and implementing prototype machinery for the military. And from there, uh, I was actually uh, taken over to a automotive contractor, automotive tier one subcontractor, where I was there for a few months uh, before General Motors actually picked me up. I was with General Motors for a little, almost a decade, uh, where I was designing uh, building, executing, and maintaining auto body assembly plants. So Dean, that, that GM experience is just, it's so relevant, right? I mean, you had to see, you had to see kind of a lot of the things we're talking about. And, you know, we, we focus on a lot of operational issues. You had to see those at the ground level, right? Oh, definitely. Definitely. You know, that experience was so great for me because I was able to see, you know, soup, soup to nuts, how, everything really came together inside of a manufacturing facility, especially when it came to the way business was conducted. You know, I had this grandiose idea in my head um, of all the control systems and robotics and the welding systems and adhesive and dispense and all these futuristic ways that they're putting vehicles together and probably from, you know, movies as a kid, like Terminator, Terminator 2, uh, Minority Report, that kind of stuff, right? Uh, and then you get in there and you're like, wow, business is being conducted on spreadsheets. Yeah. This is paper and post-it notes. This and, is amazing. And Jim and Betty's memory from 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. I remember the first time um, when I was in uh, Lordstown, Ohio, and I needed to go track down a uh, replacement controller uh, that, was in the, that was in the crib there. Uh, that, that took me about a day and a half 
because there were multiple cribs in multiple portions of the plant. Nobody could tell me where that uh, replacement part was. And uh, nobody could even tell me if it was actually there. So I didn't even know if I was on a wild goose chase. So that yeah. was really fun and interesting, uh, being thrown into that uh, frying pan, as we say. So look, that context about, I think, both of our experiences really kind of leads us to what we're talking about today. And that's that's we want to we want to add some context to some work Gartner's done around the OT journey. And so Gartner, a couple of years ago, put out this great piece of thought leadership that's kind of foundational to everybody looking at this stuff. And I think there's six steps, right, Dean? Yeah, there's six phases, uh, starting with awareness and ending with optimization. But the issue that I have with this model and, and honestly with with a lot of these organizations is that they're not practitioners. So it's great uh, when you're talking at board in boardrooms or when you're talking at, at executive level or investor relations meetings, when you get into actually executing this stuff, it, it totally changes the whole landscape and, and, and it turns this model on its head. But let's go through it and then, I'll, and then we can talk about how we believe it should actually work in the real world. Yeah. And I know, like, I don't have it in front of me, but it starts with awareness, like being aware that we there's this giant exposed surface attack surface that's unprotected so i think gartner says 80 some percent of organizations they're aware of the problem right they they know they know this is something that's got to get fixed yeah they, they know there's a problem there they're, they're not sure of how big it is and that's why phase two is outreach or asset discovery so phase right. two, so they're saying that you know the next step is to go out there and actually figure out okay what is out there and that's where they'd put in a, a Armas, Nozomi, Dragos, Clarity, Microsoft Defender, some tool to do passive discovery and find out what they actually have in their environment. Yeah. And the interesting, interesting thing about the Gartner model is that, you know, they talk about asset discovery and network topology mapping, but at the end of the day, that could actually just be another spreadsheet or a Visio model or a Lucid chart. It doesn't necessarily need to be some new piece of technology to do it. Right. Um, which I think is interesting because if you're not trying to do things in a more autonomous or efficient manner, then really what's the point of doing it? But that's another but, conversation for another day. <laughs> yeah, you're making a lot of work for yourself. Okay, so we have awareness, outreach, and then they call it, oh, wow. Uh, that's where I think people's eyes get open to, yeah, this thing we thought might be a problem is a real problem. And I think I think there's some oh crap in the idea that how are we going to how are we going to manage this or how are we going to carry this workload forward? Yeah, definitely. There's definitely an eye, eye awakening moment there. And then going into phase four, which is firefighting. So phase three right. and four go hand in hand, right? It's like, oh my God, you discover that your roof is leaking. And then what do you do? You automatically run to the garage and start grabbing anything that you can grab yeah. into the house. Throw right? a bucket under it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then that's when they finally get into, they call this the, 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 the decision point uh, or the fulcrum of the, uh, of the model, right? Is then they are getting into integration and optimization. Well, right. And that's where we have an issue is where that falls chain, because go to a, go to a plant manager and tell her, Hey, we're going to get to integration and optimization, but it's in steps five a and six C. And I think that's an eye roller. Oh, definitely. Because by the time they get out of firefighting, you're talking 12 to 18 to 24 months because none of this none of these things happen in a vacuum 
there's still business as usual going on. The company still has to be profitable. The company still has employees to sustain. The company still has investors to sustain. They can't just stop everything that they're doing and go focus on this, this right. one issue. So they're going to do it as best they can in a firefighting capacity, but they still have to run their business. Right. And, and this is, I, I just want to be clear, like the Gartner model isn't wrong. It's, in, it's incredibly valuable. It's just that, that, I think there's a strong case to be made for pulling integration and optimization forward in your thinking. And generally these things result in like doing a pilot of some sort. And that's where, that's where I think that, that the Gartner model could cause some trouble is when you actually start trying this stuff, even when you're deploying for the first time, your cyber physical security discovery tool, if you're not thinking about how you're going to integrate that, and ultimately optimize it. I think you're going to leave. I think we're going to leave operations people with a bit of a mess to clean up. Is oh, that definitely, hundred percent. It definitely needs to get pulled forward. And I actually think the one piece out of here that's missing is, you know, they talk about integration, they talk about optimization, but they're really not talking about uh, execution. They're not talking about operations. They're not talking about workflow, uh, process automation. You know, it's great to go out there and discover all those assets and, and have a and have a list of, of everything in your facility and the different revision levels. That's great. But at the end of the day, that's just data. It's, it's a noun and there's no verb. And they're missing that piece that really is, well, well, the verb part. And how do you take action and how do you actually get work done and get stuff done and, and drive work across different functional right. sectors? So I think, you know, I would even go as far as to add another phase to it. Uh, right after phase five and six, I would move those up uh, after phase two, and I would add one more, and I'd call that execution, workflow automation, workflow uh, yes. operate, operations, some other term. And then I would completely forget about firefighting because by that time, you don't have to worry about firefighting because you actually fix the problem. Right. And that's so I want to be clear. I want to be clear about the actual concern, or at least my thinking around it. And you can, can set me straight if if I get it wrong. But let's say we go out and we just deploy a Nozomi and great tool gonna it's going all the tools are going to bring uh, great data into the organization. Um, and and we don't integrate that with obviously in our case we talk about integrating that with ServiceNow so you could operationalize it and do all sorts of things. My concern is is Nozomi will come in, we'll do that, we'll hand that tool to to at some level to operations to make sure that the data is complete and accurate and aligned to what they're doing. And that'll be the end of it. And so my concern is, is that now operations, securities bought this tool, they put it in, they kind of handed it to operations. And now operations is left with a number of new business as usual workloads that aren't very efficiently set up because no one thought about integration on day one. It's 18 months. People kind of check the security, the security use case box. And again, operations has been kind of handed a, a, a ball of wax that hasn't been thought through. Yeah, hundred percent. hundred percent. It's, it's, it's the same old story. And again, I'm biased because I was in that world for so long. But it's the same old story of where another function comes and gives operations a list of stuff, a list of work, a list of things they need to do. 
and they say, okay, go, good luck. You don't have any more budget. You don't have any more people. You don't have any more anything. Oh, and by yep. the way, your, your, your metric, your, your goals, your KPIs are increasing. You got to build more cars in less time with less people. And you have this whole other workload to do. And here's a list. There's no automation behind it. There's no efficiency behind it. Good luck. We'll yeah, see. that I'm, sucks. We'll see I in mean, six months. And, yeah. and that's, it is. And, and you know, uh, sh shifting to the big picture, and then we'll talk about like how we see doing it. Because, you know, highlighting the problem is important, but actually being a part of a solution is more important. To me, the, the big risk is we're going to disenfranchise the operational people. And if you look at industry 4.0, you look at AI that's coming, you look at all the things that manufacturing really needs to stay competitive, to, to advance, to give their, their workforce a great experience. It all, a lot of it centers around, can we get, earn the trust of operations and begin collecting data on the very important assets that drive that business forward? I mean, to walk forward to things like the digital twin, AI, right on down the line. And if we blow it on OT, we're gonna set that process back several years. So that's, to me, like in the big picture, that's why this really matters. And then maybe we could just kind of finish up here on, okay, well, how do we envision it being different? Yeah, so I think you're 100% right. If you can't get your own house in order, how are you gonna be able to rally uh, the company, the troops, the C-suite, the investors, the boardroom, the customers? to come and 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 be a part of this journey with you if you can't get the foundation in order. So you're 100% right with 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 OT management, right? That that's the first step. And then I think the way forward is with a great platform like ServiceNow where it doesn't matter what part of the asset discovery journey you're on. If you're using an automated tool, if you have spreadsheets, if you have somebody who knows everything that may or may not be retiring in the next six to 18 months and having them do manual data entry. It doesn't matter. What matters is how you're going to operate, how you're going to automate that workflow uh, across the enterprise to ensure that these gaps are alleviated and that you are, that you are running as tight of a ship as possible. Yeah. Uh, and you're leaving a clean and integrated and automated businesses work business as usual workflow or new or change workflows in your wake. And so I think that's where we say that, you know, all the steps in the Gardner process ought to be talked about kind of on day one. Like, I think you ought to walk into this with eyes wide open about like in the first conversation, I think you should be talking about certainly integration workflows. I mean, maybe optimization can be left a little bit further down the road, but I think that's important. And I think, I think even as you, as you go to pilot this, like piloting the technology, I mean, that's great. I mean, and it's important. It's an important step, but look, the, the discovery tools, they're going to work. I mean, they work, they're proven, they work. ServiceNow, it's going to work as planned. So I think the thing that, that I like talking to customers about and like advocating for is, okay, let's, let's pilot the actual execution of how you would like to see this go in your operation, right? Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. You know, I, and it goes back to, and, and I, I believe that this is not only my methodology and my way of thinking, because I had two really great engineering mentors, uh, 
in my early career when I was a young engineer. And the two things that they that, that, that they left me with was plan your work and work your plan. So taking that back to this Gartner model, as you're right, it needs to be the entire model, the, all the phases, the roadmap needs to be thought about, discussed, uh, put on a whiteboard, erased, re redrawn in the beginning, right? Even if you know it's three years, four years, five years down the line, you need to plan your work and then you need to work to the plan. And then the other part is, is, was, you know, I was always told if you can't write it down on a sheet of paper, you can't automate it. And, you know, you can't make it more efficient. You can't improve on it. And I, I, I find that is true in many facets, not even in engineering, even in this world, right? You have a process. Okay. What is it? Can you write it down on a sheet of paper? If you can't, then you don't have a process and we can't automate it. We can't make it better. So those are two things that I think, you know, really need to always be discussed, not only for phase one or phase six, but for all the phases concurrently. Yeah, I would agree, Dean. So, hey, listen, we're about at time here. So, hey, thanks for your insights, Dean. I think that uh, I think that if 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 people really look and take the best of the Gartner model and then take kind of the best of what we're talking about to operationalize that and make it such that. They're really working going forward in partnership with operations with full transparency about what new workloads might be created or what ones need to be changed and how there's a real plan to integrate and optimize those so it's easy and beneficial for operations. I think people got a lot better chance of getting something really meaningful out of their pilot or their program. Thanks again, Dean. No, thank you, Fritz. Appreciate for having me here.